Good morning, and welcome to morning prayers in Appleton Chapel. We will begin today's service with a responsive reading from the Black Appleton Psalter book, Psalm selection number 18, found on page 9. Please stand as we read responsively. I adore you, O Lord, my strength. my rock in whom I seek refuge, my shield, my mighty companion, my haven. Ropes of shield encircled me, snares of death confronted me. You have given me the shield of your protection. Your right hand has sustained me. Your care has made me great. For this, I sing your praise among the nations, Lord, and hymn your name. Come, 
morning, and um, welcome to morning prayers. Uh, it's thank you, um, particularly to Alana and Lucy, for this invitation to speak at what is not only the last morning prayers of this year, but also the last morning prayers of my time here at Harvard. Um, I, it has truly been a rare, a rare privilege and a pleasure to sing here for the past four years, and it's this place, perhaps most of all, that I will miss dearly just three weeks from now. But uh, for a moment of levity, I'd like to begin with a reading by D.H. Lawrence, who wrote against the virtues enumerated by Benjamin Franklin. The perfectibility of man, ah, heavens, what a dreary theme. The perfectibility of the Ford car, the perfectibility of which man? I am many men, which of them are you going to perfect? And so today I wanted to offer a few thoughts on the subject of grace and why at this university, at this time, we might want to bring it to bear and in fact, to put it at the center of our lives um, and of the community that we build. Of all people, and this is a thing I'm aware that Harvard students do often, I'm perhaps uniquely unqualified to speak on this topic, but I'm going to do so anyway. <laughs> I grew up without any faith, traditional or otherwise, and I remain as cheerfully a-religious today as I was when I entered this place four years ago. The concept of grace is one that has, as best as I can tell, no secular equivalent, not just in the sense that it comes from a divinity whose existence I do not understand, whose laws I cannot fathom, but more importantly, because in the absence of a deity, I feel keenly the necessity of judging, of my judging on questions, both empirical and ethical. I find it also difficult to speak about grace because it's something with which I struggle. I'm quick to judge, slow to trust, I'm easily bored, and my anger burns long. And above all, I am eager always to be right, or at least to be better. And if you haven't noticed this about me, it's simply that I've gotten better at hiding it. <laughs> but more seriously, I think it's hard for me and hard for us to think about grace for both individuals and for our communities because we want most to ask for it in moments of failure. Failure in having left undone those things which we ought to have done and having done those things which we ought not to have done. And we find it hardest to give grace in those times when it's most needed, when others fail to be what we thought them to be, to act how we wanted, would want them to act and to, in general, to be and to make the person, the community, the world which we know to be true and right and good. It is a cruel irony then that the possibility of perfecting ourselves is one that is ultimately unattainable. It's this perhaps, and I apologize to everyone in bed, of which Immanuel Kant spoke when he wrote that this task is therefore the hardest of all, indeed its complete solution is impossible. For from such crooked wood as a human is made can nothing quite straight ever be fashioned. We are too complex, in our hearts too unruly, in our passions too instinctive, in our actions to get it right. And in this moment of our finitude, in this recognition of the inescapability of our inadequacy, we can perhaps only make room to give love to ourselves and to each other. It is important, I think, and I've come to realize this in the last three years, to remember that this service has been the means by which this university has begun its work for the last 300 years. 
and to begin nearly every day by rededicating ourselves to these moments of grace that interpose themselves between certainty and judgment that come before and remain after the pursuit of justice and of truth is something that I will certainly carry with me as I go forth into the world. Thank you. Will you please join me in saying the Lord's Prayer? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Please stand as you are able to sing the hymn, God be with you till we meet again, hymn number 90. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. And may the Lord grant you peace. And the gathered people said, Amen. Amen.